and welcome back to another podcast with Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your co-host, Lexi Booth. And I'm your host, Stephen Booth. How y'all doing out there in spooky land? Now, tonight's episode, or whenever you're listening to this, is going to be just a tad bit different because today it is a special episode. Yes. It's not, we were going to do it as like the 10th one, but we were like, no, we'll just do it as a special and then do. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, as always, follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. It is South Texas Ghost. Texas is T-H-T-X, not T-H. And then we have uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher, iTunes. iTunes. And then we have an email ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com yay yay make sure to check it dm us let us know what you think and uh if you have any stories that you want us to tell like because we're gonna start doing this like every month it's just yeah yeah like an hour long like this one i did all by myself because dad didn't really understand and i was like i want to do it because you'll i'll get into that in a minute and you'll kind of see why but we're gonna start doing stuff like this. So if you have stuff that's like really, really interesting yeah, in your and hometown, we're focus on it for an hour. That's gonna be the whole subject. Yeah, instead of doing like three, four, five, six stories. So we're yeah, yeah. Once a month, but like she said, y'all email us and tell us, hey, talk about this or talk about that. And y'all are stuck with my voice the entire time. I'm sorry, Dad's uh-huh. not like I said. I researched because he didn't know really what to. I um, couldn't find nothing. It kept wrapping into this show yeah because yeah. it's part of his show but uh he's gonna ask, ask questions and everything that you guys probably have he's just gonna like talk to me about it and go you into see, more detail we can give you all a heads up about what we're gonna do and then we can have a little questionnaire after it yeah unless i've already answered the questions <laughs> yeah or we can do we can answer questions at the end of the like next week's episode you know we'd be answering questions about fit story on next week's yeah. So y'all start do y'all do that, and we can have Q and A towards the end or something. Make it fancy in here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, let's. Is everybody uh... ready for spooky time? <laughs> okay, let's get started. You okay, so turn the lights down low. Get a good glass of milk and a good old blanket because we're gonna scare the bejesus out of you. Okay, well, let's get started. Okay, so we mentioned American Horror Story a lot because it's a cool series series, but also most of the stories that we have done or talked about or researched or came across they have all been a part of american horror story or like the houses or the sites they uh do the show yeah so i know the reason i'm saying this because it has to do with this week's episode so um, season two, the asylum Bride of Brooklyn. It's based off of today. We're gonna adventure out onto that asylum, but first, I want to cover the characters and tell you guys like who they are in real life. And yeah, didn't they get some of the characters from actual people that work, yeah, work like there they're and all everything? Well, not work there. They're like all actual characters, and it's not just all tied into that one asylum. Like there, there's one that's tied to another asylum. There's, um, we'll we'll get into it, and you'll kind of understand because I don't really want to get many spoilers till I get to it. But um, yeah, yeah. So mm. okay, I just had to explain <laughs> it a little bit so you guys aren't like what. <laughs> But since we're always talking about American Horror Story and oh, referencing man. it anyway. I'm pretty sure they've seen it. Well, at least I hope our audience has seen it. If not, go check it out, please. It's a very oh, yeah. good episode. You I guys might be like, what at first? I but it's really... I wasn't. The only the only one I was kind of blah about was Rowan Oak. Rowan Oak, really, the, that episode to My me, favorite is Coven and Ho- uh, Like, the first The first four, one was God. The first four yes. I loved. After that, they kind of went downhill. Yes. But, anyway, so... It is, as I said, it's based on the notorious, notorious, <laughs> notorious, notorious Willowbrook State School, um, and I'll get to why it's called school in a little bit. It was originally the institution for the intellectually impaired children in Staten Island, New York, but 
um, it eventually added adults into it too, so it wasn't just children. It was adults too. And it held um, up to, at one point it held like over 6,000 patients. But I'm not going to go too much into the hospital or whatever you want to call it right now. I'm going to go into the characters real quick, and then we'll dabble into the the place because I have a whole lot on the place. So you dabble, dabble. And if you haven't seen it, this will probably not make any sense to you. But yeah, so if you have time, please go check it out. And that's another thing. I'd or like at to least talk this, about. or at least the second season, because <laughs> this oh is about yeah, the this, second. Yeah, season. we had to. Yeah, have to watch that second one. So that's another thing I like to do and talk about is doing watch-alongs. Yeah. Like old scary movies or something. Um, okay, so Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Polson's character, um, she's Lana Winters. That's when Lana Winters is, like, born in the show. I was using my hands to talk, and I just smacked something. Um, anyway, so she's actually based on a true character, and there's kind of two that are kind of like her. So it's based on more than one. So this one guy... Geraldo uh, Rivera. Oh yeah, he was a reporter in the eighties. I remember him. Oh yeah, my mom would watch him. He he would always uncover a lot of stuff. Yeah, he went into the uh, he wrote a, he went to the institution and he videotaped everything, and he wrote an expose on the institution in uh, nineteen seventy two, and then he it showed the truly horrific conditions of the institution and, and everything, which I have more about him later on, but that was one of them that was based off of because if you remember. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. But um, towards the end of the show, when she gets out and she's talking about her horrible experience, she comes back and she videotapes everything. Yeah. And then they it, she shuts it down. Like, it's gone. And then the other character that she's based off of is uh, Nellie Bly. That's her pen name. She went by her pen name. I'm not really sure why I didn't say. But she was born by the name um, Elizabeth um, Seaman. And hmm. <laughs> um, so the characters, the AHS characters, they saw an article that she wrote about, I guess she was one of those people like, um, Geraldo who oh, went around, reporter. yeah, reporter doing that stuff. So they saw a, um, expose that she, uh, she did and they were like, Oh, this is fancy. So, she, whenever she wanted to go do her next one, they kind of followed her. Uh, around? Yeah, not around, but, like, followed. Like, followed. Shut up. <laughs> um, Calm down. No one can see us. No, I'm hyped up. I love this oh. story. We'll just chill. Um, be all right. Followed, like, her journey. That's the words I'm looking for. So, she did an expose on the woman's uh, lunatic asylum, and they loved it. So, basically what she had to do, she had to involuntarily admit herself. She went up there, I guess, pretending to be, like, crazy. She didn't say what she did or anything, but she, that's how she had to get admitted, and she was succeeded, and she got admitted. Well, ten days later, she got out, I guess, because they realized that she wasn't crazy, that she was just there for, you know, to yeah. scandalize, and uh, she got released. <laughs> She's not telling the truth. Yeah. And then she released her um, expose, and it was one of the many things that shut the place down. Oh, my God. So, basically, with Gerardo and her. Yeah, well, that's not the only thing. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, there's a lot. I have a lot on it. So, that place was a living hell. Pretty much. Um, American Horror Story made it seem like a good place. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God. yeah. And if you, again, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but if you remember, for those who have, Kit and Alma, um, they were the interracial couple. Um, yeah, Kit, I remember, they was the ones who... Uh, the aliens had, or yeah, whatever, had, yeah. Yeah, said they had uh, aliens. And then he was having the ones, the one doctor was doing the experiments on him. Yeah. Because they were like, you're crazy. And so, because Alma got abduct, abducted. 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 Whatever. I can't talk. So, um... That's actually based on a true story. Like they, like he didn't go into an asylum because he was crazy, but um, they reported um, seeing and being abducted, abducted, whatever. I'm trying, you know what I'm trying to say, by um, aliens, and uh, they were on. They said they were on a space spacecraft and stuff, and that was the crazy part. <laughs> it was September nineteenth, two 
1661. I mean, 1961. It was the day after my birthday. <laughs> so that was based on a true character. So, yeah, yeah. And it's so crazy how, like, they got everyone so accurate. That is pretty true. They are pretty good about doing their background checks and all that stuff, yeah. I will say. Okay. Because when you look the stuff up on on Google to see if it's true, it's pretty much right. They yeah. Right There's a few did. things that they didn't add, but or, yeah. like, ex- like extended, but they kind of had. It's, that's how they do it. Yeah. So, Dr. Hans uh, Gooper, or Dr. Author, author or whatever, remember he's the one that did the... Um, experiments, and he was the one that was like at Auschwitz camp. Oh yeah, the Nazi concentration camp. Yes, he there is a the, little bit of that in this character. I'm sorry, but after that, there's no more. He was uh, the one doing these experiments too. He would do sneaky stuff. Remember? Yeah, he is he that had... one that cut off that girl's legs and stuff. Yes, all because he wouldn't give her because she wouldn't give him a blowjob. Yeah. So yeah, so he's based on Joseph Mengele. Is that how you say it? So he was overseeing SS doctors at Auschwitz, the Auschwitz concentration camp. And then he got transferred to another one. And he did, like, a bunch of human um, experiments on them. And he was was very interested in twins. Really? Yes. And he did so many gross, nasty procedures, and a lot of them died from them. It didn't say what procedures, and I'm kind of glad I didn't go into that. But like some of them Nazis, they did some wicked crap man wicked wicked shit so and then remember (laughs) bloody face or dr oliver uh, threatson yeah so he was based on ed (laughs) gene this one okay kind of goes into like a whole bunch of crap (laughs) if you'll you'll notice when we get to the very end of like okay so he was a serial killer and he was really bad at grave robbering he at least took nine bodies and then he confessed to only killing two women when a lot of them suspected that he killed, like, at least, like, I think, like, ten or more. God dang. And then, so, the bodies that he killed and the ones he took from the graveyard, he would make them, the human skin, he would take them and make them into oh, belts and lampshades yeah. and stuff. Okay. And the vest and the mask. And then the bones, he would use it and use it as bowls and ashtrays. Yeah, that was a wet gang, man. He was a sick shit. Yeah, and so they said he also inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like, for some of the stuff they did in the movie. Yeah, because he was, like, he was a real live person doing that crap. Yeah, that, ooh. Nasty. And he was just a little man, little old man. God. I wonder. sick fuck. I wonder what drives, like, what thing clicks in their brain. I've always wondered that. I couldn't, I got so much of a guilty conscience about anything, I, I, I couldn't do it. It would eat me alive. And then, like, and then they have the shit in my house, walking around looking at it, going, "Yeah, I killed her about a year ago. Uh, dug that, I dug that one up." And yeah, that's kind of nasty. So I'm gonna be flipping back and forth. So excuse the papers, but my notes are oh, there. Flippy, flippy. I just gotta, and we will get to ghost stuff because it is still ghost stories. But I gotta tell you all the crappy history first. There's a lot. Okay, so. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this patient's name, but there was a patient who was 57, and she had the mind of a child. Like, she was, like, she couldn't speak, really. She was one of those people that, like, had the deformity or something where she couldn't really talk or form words. And she never, she grew up as, like, an adult, but she, her mind never grew up, if that made any sense. And it said that she lived in a group home with at least two dozen others like her. But then it said that she lived there at this Willowbrook place her entire life. So I'm not positive, like, on hmm. that part. It might have been, like, on it. Because they, the um, they did have other, like... Oh, yeah. Branches? Um, um, like, houses. Oh. Because it was one of those other self-sophisticating... Oh, yeah. So... Self-sufficient? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... She started getting bruises on her arms, legs, and there was a big old shoe print on her belly. Oh, my God. And a state investigation happened, and uh, it, sta- it found out that she and the other people that she was staying with, like, um, around her that were like her, were getting beaten by the employees, like her daily caretakers. Oh, my God. So. For your daily beating. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Um, and then also, 
Because, okay, I get, I didn't never did say, like, how it started out. Like, if it was one of those ones that started out really, really nice, and then over time got really, really crappy. But, I mean, it never housed, like, just 200 that went up to 6,000. I mean, it housed, like, a pretty good amount at first. Yeah. So, but, I mean, from the very beginning, they were crappy. Like, they would leave them unattended. And, and yeah, that's just how they did people in, the, in them conditions. Yeah. With them conditions, you know, back then. They were just shitheads to them. Like, They'd use them for guinea pigs for their experiments to see, you know, because it's trying to cure shit, but, you know. Yeah, like, if they got, like, they would just dump them in there, and then they would just go about their business. Like, they oh, would God, just yes. leave them random it's in like there. human life didn't mean shit to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, they would just, these people that would have these all disabilities would just run around and there would be enough clothes for everybody and everything else or like most of them needed help eating and drinking and like needed daily care like people in nursing homes and the staff just didn't give a crap to help or there wasn't enough staff or whatever so when they had to like when they needed to be changed they Dad poop all they over just, themselves. They and just everything. sit in their crap until they got changed, basically. Well, some people threw it at the walls and smeared it all over the walls. Lovely. So, yeah, but some, like most of them, took off their clothes and ran naked. Oh my god! Like, yeah, a lot of them like to be naked. Um, and then there was also like some like they called them rags, but like terrible clothing they had, like gowns, basically like hospital gowns. Yeah. And then there was, um, they, they said some people were, like, trapped in uh, beds or chairs. Don't know if they were chained to them or, like, locked in a separate isolation part. Probably, if that's what they mean, trapped. Um, and then they did lock up, I guess, like, the people that were, like, too much to handle. Because it said that others were left, like, to rot in a ward. So, so the ones that could actually walk around and not need their assistance that much, just they just needed their assistance to eat. They were like, "Fuck them." The ones that were really shitty that they couldn't control. Just and we're like, oh, "Sit here till you die." Yeah, it was bad. Um, and the expose of um, Hello? yeah, led to a landmark um, court settlement thingy and a seventeen. 17- 1975, um, the New, uh, New York agreed to move all those uh, mental patients into small group homes. So that's whenever they were like um, broken down and not broken down, broken apart and just like on their own. They said that many people still today still suffer like abuse and stuff. I said at least like 2,300. No. Oh, oh. It's, oh, you mean in homes? Yeah, like in the homes. Like homes. those only those. Like it said, especially those people. And I was yeah, like, the that's homes sad. And the insane asylum still. Yeah. But that same asylum's not open anymore. <laughs> it's still there, but it's not open. Okay, so the gover the government, the New York governor. I kind of have it written down twice because he said two different times, but just ignore that. Um, he called that. He used to call them. Everyone kind of called them this, though. They're the the mentally and physical defective and feeble-minded. And that kind of upset mm. some people, but not a lot of people. So this place opened October 1947. And immediately they um, admitted 20 mentally disabled patients from upstate hospitals. So, like, not around where they were. And I'm guessing it went okay. I'm really not positive because, like I said, most hospitals that I've gone over or whatever, it's like, oh, it went really good in the beginning, and then it went crappy. Like, they didn't. It didn't. <laughs> that one, they didn't give a shit from the get-go. They're like, let's just take these uh, people's money. And... Yeah. Because I think them asylums were, like, state-operated, so if they had a lot of people in there, the more money they got. Yeah. Well, okay, so it said in a short time that Willowbrook was already overfilled and understaffed. And then, so it opened in 1947, and already in 1955, it was, um, it reached capacity of 4,000 patients. Jesus. So. That's a lot of popo popo people. Yeah. So, and then this is another thing that we'll have to come back to, because, like, I don't, like, of how it went, but hepatitis, I, I don't know how it happened, but there was a really bad hepatitis outbreak, and almost every single patient got it. 
And also, there were, like, things that they were doing to them with it. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but, God yeah. Dang. They just let them patients run around and screw each other and throw crap at the wall. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and then in 1960, measles killed at least 60 patients. Yeah. But back then, there wasn't anything for it. Yeah. I don't know if there is now. I don't know. I never really heard of the measles anymore. Nah. I think that was, like, a back then thing. So, okay, whenever I said earlier how it, way to go. When I said earlier how it was the uh, Willowbrook State School, and I said, we'll go to talk about the school thing later. Um, they called it school, I guess, to get away with having that many people there and everything, I guess. I'm not really sure why they called it school, because it wasn't a school at all. Like, there was no teaching. I mean, obviously, they let these patients run around wild. Um, there was barely any educational structure. There was barely any teaching, but when it did happen, they only let a handful of students who were, like, willing to, like, listen go to school. And uh, only two hours a day. Man, that's teaching them a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. So. It just kills me how people just throw away human life like that. Like, it's just nothing. Like a piece of garbage. I know. It was... It, terrible so they were to the hospital and them were also defined i call it the hospital i'm sorry i don't call it school it was not a school the whatever the place was defined by constant neglect a condition that overstressed and underdefined staffed and not responsible for like any of the things like that's <laughs> kind of what the motto was there <laughs> instead of being like hey we help people yeah we uh we just take your money and kill them yeah it was i the time back then was Okay, so you know how I mentioned that there was, like, different buildings, kind of like how it had its own, like, establishment? Oh, yeah. Um, They would send, like, because, like, the patients roamed on their own, so they would, like, have them just run wild. And they would um go to different buildings, and they were huddled, like, a bunch of them were just huddled together. Some of them were just, like, moaning, some were fighting, some were fidgeting, and... Uh, like, um, just, like, anxiety, panic mode stuff. And then there was just, like, little care resources. Like, um, one article said they were, like, breaking windows and tearing into stuff Jeez. and everything. But, like, with neglect, like, I mean, there's proper way to take care of people. But, like, you'd neglect oh, yeah. them and everything. It with If you don't, or if you're not, like, 100% and you don't have, like, if you have a disability and, you're like, you're, like, really messed up, then, like, Something's gonna, and it wasn't just like Down syndrome or not being able to walk. It was like there were some people that were like crazy in there, but yeah. and there were also people that were like okay, <laughs> but uh, and then I did say that many people went naked because they just you know. Hi, hey, let's just go naked. <laughs> we're crazy anyway. There's no one here to watch us. And then I think I said this, but I didn't say it. I said it without saying it. A lot of them, uh, like couldn't go to the bathroom on their own so like they would like you know pee and poop and they just sat in it Ugh. like for hours on end and then i did say someone smeared it on the walls and then they smeared it on clothes and they can't get no no new clothes to replace it because you know yeah <laughs> so it wasn't really that much that many new clothes it sounds like yeah and there was a lot of sexual and physical abuse and by and it wasn't just the staff this time; it was a lot of the patients that were doing it to each other. Well, yeah. Well, you figure there's, I mean, golly, four thousand people. Yeah. And it wasn't built for that many. I mean, yeah. There's gonna be no telling how much crap went on. Oh yeah, I know. So it opened 1947, reached capacity at 1955. 1969, it reached over capacity at 6,200 people. And apparently back then it was the largest mental institution in the U.S. And it was probably the most crappiest. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just just imagine. Jeez. Okay. So, also the Geraldo Rivera expose. We're going back into that because I'm going to tell you guys what he found. So, when he went in there, he found um, a lot of people, like, huddled aimlessly, just, like, rocking back and forth. And naked and just, like, um, cuddled to themselves. And they weren't allowed to go, like, outside. But they were allowed to roam freely wherever besides outside. 
Um, and then middle-aged patients slept on seats. So, like, I guess children got the beds, but the middle-aged patients got seats to sleep in every night. Oh, man. That or the floor. I I would be in a freaking seat. Yeah. And, a lot, like, I, like, he even said a lot of them were naked. Like, there's barely any people to close. And then he said there was a lot of neglect. And he said 60% not... They, he, he said toilet trained, but this is also like back then. I'm just going to say potty trained. Um, so 60% was not potty trained. And then 64% could not feed themselves. And there was no one helping. So you can't even, they you can. Just, they was just starving. Yeah. So you can imagine how many people were suffering from mal, malnutrition and stuff and died from that. Um, he said that there was like stench coming from rooms. Because it was unclean, unattended, and the patient disregarded it. But, I mean, yeah. lo- oh, look what they're living in. And he said that it resembled disease and death. So it was, it was pretty gross. Um, and then there was this one patient that he ran into. I think it was a boy. I'm not really sure. I didn't say. Um, there was a, it was a 21-year-old patient. Uh, I'm going to say he because I think it was a he. He had it's certain... No. <laughs> That's not a woman, baby. That's a man. <laughs> um, he had cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy, and he lived there for 18 years. Um, he called the environment a disgrace. He said, and this also was a big thing in American Horror Story. Um, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang said. Well, because like remember, okay, so he said he got beat with sticks uh, and belt buckles and stuff so remember like if you go up and if you got called up to her place or her like room oh yeah then she would bend you over the table have you pull your pants down she'd smack the crap out of you give you licks yeah like you were freaking 12 yes so that's where i think they got that from and then he also said that someone kicked his head into the wall like it was staff member jesus they were like, oh, bye. I don't. <laughs> bye, Rado. Let me kick you in the fucking head on your way out, all right? Yeah, I don't. So, and then. You're going to rat on my freaking institution? I kick your head in the fucking door. Honestly, though. So, and like I said, it wasn't just for adults, it was for kids, too. Yeah. And the kids were also naked all day. Wow. Um, they did sexual assault to the kids, too, not just the adults, which is sad. Um, somebody who, I guess, was a kid then, uh, got sexually assaulted and got beaten and stuff, and he has a job, he had a job, and when I read this article, which is, like, 2008, and he was retiring, and he was in his 60s, so, I mean, he has had a pretty good life. Yeah. That's good. Lived out a good life. Okay. a lot of them kids in the system, man, they don't ever make it. Oh, yeah, I know. So, okay, whenever I was talking about the hepatitis, there was a doctor there that would deliberately infect them, infect them with um, hepatitis. Like, he would do experiments on them, but his excuse was, oh, well, they were probably going to get it anyway. <laughs> well, I don't give you the right to just inject people because you're a freaking doctor. Yeah. What he would do is um, he would get samples of the hepatitis and the only way to get samples from it was to get it from the stool of patients. Mm, and yeah. um, he got it from the he got it from six infected patients, and he put it into other patients' food and uh, chocolate milk. Oh my god! And he said ninety percent of the people there got it, all because of him. And he was passing it around like nothing. Hey, you want some hepatitis? Hey, you like a little bite of hepatitis, my friend? Pretty, and I like, they're mental patients, and they were messed up. Like, I mean, they weren't, I don't want to say normal, that's offensive. But, like, they weren't, like. And you sit there and study them like they're rats. Yes. You know, I mean. And he was just like, oh, they're not going to notice. <laughs> so, yeah. And then what's crazy, too, is they have buildings that were a part of Willowbrook, and they're a college now. What? Yeah, and we'll get to that too because shit happens there. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> you imagine going to college and you're there your first night, you don't know, or you're going there for your tours, and they're like, "Oh, this used to be an insane, an insane asylum." And you, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, huh? Yeah, I'd be like, "What? I'm moving." <laughs> 
So, it's also called the House of Horrors, which Dad just was like, hey, that's actually the House of Horrors, and it's actually called that. Well, well. And they say it's a national hotspot for paranormal, which, um, obviously. I bet. I mean, Jesus Christ. Imagine how many dead souls were there. And tormented souls and everything. Yeah, tormented souls and people that got beat up, sexually assaulted. Yeah. So, it... At the max, it was uh, housed uh, over 6,000, but it was only capable of housing 4,000. So it was way over capacity, and because of that, they had to make budget cuts, and they um, cut 600 of the staff. Oh, my God, even more? <laughs> yeah, they cut 600 of the staff, oh which, like, and then that led to the ratio of one caregiver to 50 residents. Oh, God, there'd be no way. Yeah, that's like that a... should be like one caregiver for every ten. Yeah, that's way better, but... Um, they said that... I uh, See, I don't know if this is for all of them, because I don't see every single patient being, like, crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you remember that guy in American Horror Story and Asylum, whenever he would just, like, jack off in public? Like, that's what they're imagining every patient to be. And not every patient's like that. No, every patient's... Different. Every, yeah, it's just like being bodily sick, you know, everybody's sick. Yeah. You know, yeah, they just treated everybody the same like they were still idiots. Yeah. And they said that they would rip off their clothes and just run naked. And then they said that they were really bad about masturbating in public. And then they would roll in feces and just like be like, oh, I pooped the toilet. But it wasn't, I don't think that was all the patients, like I said. This is, I think yeah. it was only certain ones. Yeah. Yeah. Which. I know you're talking about, but I can't remember. Yeah, like that's a disease, and then. Or, or you can go crazy from yeah, not being crazy. Yeah, you can sit there and fall asleep. I mean, you don't have to be really technically messed up in the head. That, or you can go there, and then all the stuff they're doing to you can make you crazy. Or, like, seeing all this stuff can make you crazy. Oh, it can mess you up. Um, wait, oh, and I forgot to say this, too. Whenever they were rolling around in the feces and masturbating in public and stuff, like, all that, it led to a public crisis. Like, a public health crisis. Oh, God, yeah. I guess because all the doctors and stuff were coming in and out, and they were getting the whole world sick. So, that happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Y'all need to shut the doors and stay in your facility because y'all oh, yeah. are nasty. And y'all are getting everybody else in the world sick. Yeah. So, um, when I told you guys about the school thing, you would have thought that if they didn't teach them school, they would have at least taught them, like, you know, behavioral traits yeah, and stuff to, like that. To get out in the real world yeah. and survive and be a regular citizen. They didn't teach them no behavioral skills, social skills, or hygiene or grooming skills or anything. Like, nothing. Like, they were worse than the one they got there. So, it was, you know, they specifically said school wasn't school. They said it was, like, nightmare. It was all, like, and then, so, um, they were given, on rare occasions, they were given showers. Like, it wasn't, like, an everyday thing. It was, like, a once-month thing. Like, yeah. So, they were given five minutes to clean themselves. They were given no soap, no toothpaste, and no individual towels. They had to share with other people. So. And they used to have a 30-minute eating time. Because most, like I said, most people couldn't eat or drink by themselves. So, they had to have help. And that went from a three, that went from a 30-minute to a three-minute injection of gruel. Injection. Ingestion. Indigestion. Anyway, it says, uh, feed them with a tube. Yeah, like Alexa can't shove a tube down their throat and be like, "Here, <laughs> ouch." So yeah, that was it was awful. That's so mean. Um, this is the part of the killer person, and I need everyone to stay with me. The killer person? You mean let? What was his name? No, not the one from the beginning. This is a different one. Oh. So, and it goes back and forth. So just kind of, like I said, stay with me. Stay with me, beaver. So they said that the asylum, or whatever you want to call it, inspired the urban, an urban legend child killer, or deranged child killer, or whatever. And his name was uh, Crosby. 
apparently he was an escaped mental patient and he lurks in the tunnels of the old Willowbrook State School and he waits for children to come at night like to like for the children who come and like explore and be like ooh what's this and he kills them is um, that just an urban legend or uh well yeah I'm getting to that oh. <laughs> um he apparently is an axe wielding lunatic he has a hook for a hand and he, apparently he's the boogeyman uh it's supposed to be a campfire tale to tell around the fire to keep like people out of the woods surrounding it and the tunnels and the building but i mean that seems to like not be working very good because that's making people go i want to go see this place it sounds pretty awesome or i don't believe you <laughs> yeah you're full of shit man well then i got i was like i want to see if this is real so i investigated and it's real like it's real as real as the back of my hand Really? There's been reports of a guy running around killing people? Yeah, it's real. He was a really an escaped mental patient. Sorry. Um, Sorry, my bad, everybody. And he set up camp in the woods, and he roamed the tunnels after it was... Um, oh, man. Closed? Yeah, after it was closed, yeah. So he was actually killing people? Oh, my God. And so, yeah, the school closed in the 1970s, so after it closed, he lived underneath the tunnel. I mean, not under the tunnel, underneath the place yeah. he lived in the tunnels. And after that, kids started disappearing, but no bodies were found. Well, so then I started looking more. And then, so this one girl, um, Jennifer, in the summer of 1987, she went for a walk and she never came home. She was a 12-year-old girl with Down syndrome. And so everyone, her parents were like, oh, my God, where'd she go? So they launched a massive search party. And um, they ended up finding her behind the old abandoned school. Oh. And when they found her, they uncovered a whole bunch of bodies. And get this, it wasn't just her. Like, I mean, it wasn't just, um, like, she wasn't the only um, person with a disability. Single. Not Downton, like the only she wasn't just yeah. the only person with a disability. He only got people that had disabilities, and he was one of them. He was what a, a dick, and he was somebody who lived there. Yeah, and he saw what they did to them, and he chose to do that too. Like that's his, fucking crazy. man, that's crazy what you can find out what's real. That's nuts. Yeah, so he had already been previously arrested for kidnapping of eleven children, and with that. He well, he used to work at a bus service, and he went up, I guess, a bunch of kids were walking home or something, and he walked up to them, and he was like, hey, you want to go for a joyride? And he kidnapped them, and for five hours, he was driving them around. And then he got, yeah, he got arrested for that, and he served ten months. Um, so, you know. And then wow. he also got arrested another time for trying to rape a young girl. I guess he, uh, they said that he, um, like... Pick, picked her up on the side of the road or something and drove off and then a police he was pulled down her pants and everything and got her undressed and then a police car pulled up and arrested him oh my god and for that one he got sentenced sentenced at 25 years in jail but he got parole in 2008 um oh wait sorry that was for the murders <laughs> um he was sentenced to four years for the rape but he certainly served 60 months and then he got out so I don't know, it didn't say what happened for that. But, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, for the murders, I'm sorry. He got he sent, he sent got sentenced to 25 years in jail, but he got parole in 2008. And then, the, I guess the cops were more curious. So after they had found, like, more bodies and stuff, they went back and they found more stuff in 2004. And then he got 25 more years. Jesus, so this guy was killing a shitload of kids under the yeah. cop's nose and they didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, this is another one. They, I don't know, because it kind of sounds just like this guy. So it might be more, it might be like them working together because they say that he didn't work alone. So it might be both of them working together or something. And the other guy just got blamed for everything. They say this person is a real-life um, Freddy Krueger. But I think it's a guy. I think it's a girl. I'm not positive there was a picture, but her name sounds. But uh, the name's Andrea Ann. So I'm pretty sure it's a girl. But I'm not gonna say anything on that because it could be a guy. You never know. So apparently, this person worked at the Willowbrook State School. 
um, as a, cust a custodian. And he aided in the physical therapist at school and stuff. And he got fired right before it closed. Like, I don't know why he just got fired. And while um, he was out killing everybody, he made it his home. But he would um, only, again, like the other person, he would only get kids that had disabilities. And he would bring them back to that place and kill them. Like, so I honestly, now I think that, like, they were working together or oh, like yeah, or something jeez yeah because they said that he didn't work alone he don't work alone <laughs> so right before it closed i guess like the new york senator at the time his name was robert he went to the place he's like i want to see what all these exposés are about and stuff so he went and he called it the snake pit it was that bad yeah and he called for a five-year action plan to approve treatment of the patients and then the school following his visit. But oh it never closed after that. It took a few years to close. So nothing ever happened. And then he also referred to it as a prison, and that's kind of how everybody else felt. Oh, I didn't say this about the hepatitis thing. So the doctor made the patients eat other patients' feces to get hepatitis sometimes. Oh, God, this guy was one sick mother... And I don't know if that... Because I, I did say he'd get the stool and put it in, like, their food and stuff. But I also think he had him, like, eat it straight up. I I don't know. Like... One sick mother... And there was an employee that did an article, and she said, no, everyone there was bad, but the majority of the people there was bad because you didn't have to have a background check to get hired. Uh, so they would literally just hire anybody. Yeah. Which sucked. And then she said that in the morning, she had a daily routine. She would unlock a huge steel door, and every day she'd unlock it, and there would be 40 toddlers behind this door. And to this day, she still wonders why there's toddlers behind it, or was toddlers behind it. It's probably having a selling mar uh, babies illegally, black market babies. They say that's what happened, used to happen in the Hotel of the Baker. Oh, seriously? Yeah, they sell babies out of the basement. That's sad because that stuff happens. It's black market. Um, and the parents see this is what messes me up because like your parent, the parents then always put their children there if they were messed up, but then the parents filed a lawsuit against the place when they found out how bad it was. Yeah, why don't you just go get your kid out of there, you dumbass? Yeah, and f at least five thousand parents filed against it. Wow. So, it it ended up getting some to happen to it, and now it's abandoned. So. Yeah. <laughs> it uh it was a uh, pretty, pretty pretty bad. Nasty, nasty. Yeah. I cannot believe some of the history on that. Like the history alone is awful. And okay, and if you haven't seen American Horror Story again, you I'm need sorry. To watch it. Oh, yes, God. the point of this is you need to watch it. And if you have but, to go watch a season, start out with season 2. Yes, because that's what this one is all about, season two. But um, if you have seen it, for those of you who have, the expose that La uh, Lana Winters did, her video is so accurate to how it was. Like, and the, how they treated them and stuff, it's pretty much, it's like, I mean, not exactly, but it's kind of ac it's accurate, excuse me, of how it was. Like... It's, I don't, and then just how the exposés went about and it got shut down and then abandoned and everything. That's like how it was. Jeez. So, well, um, I got some ghost stuff to tell you guys about it. So, let's hear it. Go for it there, Scrappy Dude. Before I do that, do you have any questions about the history? Uh... Shoot me anything. Not that I can think of. I mean, okay. it was pretty informative. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty messed up place, and it was huge. Yeah, yes, but it was. But it just makes you wonder. I mean, there was that place like that, and I mean, how many places were like that in America at the time? Yeah, and not just in America. You there's know? like oh, so yeah, many. The I know that there's so many just like in the UK and stuff like that, like that. Yeah. Just because I watch abandoned places, like, I watch people go toward them because I'm, like, weird like that. I like it. But, okay, so, I don't know if you can go to do ghost stores or whatever because nothing was said about it. But I guess, 
um if you see like you I, people always sneak in like people find a way but like i said there's the college that's there and then there's also an office building that's all it's occupied by one of the many buildings that were a part of the state many hospital. Many buildings, huh? So, you know, stuff happens in those because they're a part of the state yeah. school, whatever you want to call it. So people see aspir- a- aspirations, aspirations of patients, and they hear unearthly howls at night. Um, and then they also hear mysterious shouts and wailing, like people are like crying so bad. And then they see abundant shadowy figures, like through the windows and stuff. Jeez. So when the college opened up, because I told you guys that one of the buildings is now a college. When the college opened up, almost immediately, there was a... When did it open up? It didn't say. Oh. Mother, how can we make that shit accurate? (laughs) There was a report, like, when it opened up almost immediately, there was reports of paranormal phenomenon from, um, from the students and stuff. Oh, man. Like, as soon as it opened, which is weird, because normally, like, it takes, but I'm pretty sure they had, I'm 99% sure they had to do res, uh, renovations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they have to, and that, well, like I've heard a million times, they say renovations really stirs it, up yeah. the spirits. It stirs it so, up. So, uh, if I were ever buy an old house, that's the first thing we're doing, we start renovating it. I'm gonna out. I'm gonna live with and I'm Ashley. I'm gonna let you have the house and go bye bye. <laughs> You're mean. So they say that they hear and see. Um, they say they hear like animal noises, like unhuman noises. Oh my god. Um, apparitions, even a ghostly gnome running around the school. Wow. They say they have a sense of being watched and followed. And there has been a lot of like ghosts and entities picked up picked up on the security cameras at the school, Ooh. which I'm like, <laughs> what? Um, and also, there's apparently Satanists chasing and killing people in the woods. Not so sure on that one, but you never know <laughs> what today's world. That's kind of creepy. There is a lot of like stuff people like that out there, so. Yeah. Not going to say anything, you know. Um, There is a dark figure per a ghost thing that followed someone to their house and watched them from the window, like, in one spot until the sun came up and then they just, like, drifted away. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what I would do if, um... Screw that. Something came home with me. Yeah. Because on my luck, it'd be somebody mean. Yeah, I don't... Okay, so... The one of the buildings that I had to tell you guys about is like an office building now or something. It's occupied, and it's an office building. It's occupied. <laughs> it's um these experiences are the same exact thing that happened to the same exact people at different times. Jeez. So somebody got yelled at in the darkness when they were all alone. Yeah, all these also happened like when they were there by themselves. And like to the day when we got yelled at. <laughs> Shut up. So somebody got yelled at in the darkness. And then someone got chased from the abandoned buildings. Which it's not technically an abandoned building. But they kind of call it that still. I guess they were. I didn't say what they were doing. But I'm guessing that they were like going a little bit too far. And then they hear f- uh, footsteps um, passing the office doors when there's obviously no one else there. Like, they have gotten up and been like, hello, and they've explored and no one's there. Yeah. Um, the toilets flush by themselves. Um, they hear their names called, which is like, it's different yeah. people, different times. Each name has been called. <laughs> they also hear children's laughter through the vents. And then they've seen two children. Uh, this one girl saw two children in like old timey clothing in the hall and she was like what so she followed them and they started running faster and faster so she chased after them they she turned the corner when they like almost after they did and there was a door there and it was locked so <laughs> well you want to go to college there no this is a different this is another building oh my god because there's the office and there's a yeah. college like there's an office building in the college i don't know if they're together like a part of it or what I didn't say and then they also can hear a man screaming in excruciating pain. Probably 
the ghost of someone being tortured. Yeah, being tortured from back in the day. And then people have gotten pushed down, yelled at, and shadowy figures chased them from the office building. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to the office building when I get there first. So I would say those ghosts are pretty, uh, pretty upset and uh, mad at the world right now. That was crazy, that one part when you was talking about how that guy came out of the escape from the asylum mm-hmm. and was living under there. Yeah, in the was tunnels. killing people. Yeah, and it wasn't just one. There was two just like that, and it was wow. two different people. That's why I said I don't think he's working alone because even yeah. other people have said that, and then I read that there was two people just like that, and I was like, what? <laughs> so Creepy stuff, man. Yeah. Well... That's all I have. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. I thought that was pretty cool because, see, I've always wondered about that, you know, because I can everything I found tied back into the movie, and I'm like, what? Yeah, literally, almost every single thing is tied back into the the movie, and it is like so crazy. Oh God, that's it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> sorry we didn't make it to exactly an hour, but we're almost but there. Hey, we're almost there. We're getting there. It'll be good. I'm so like. But that's pretty cool. If y'all have not checked it out, though, check out American Horror Story Season 2. Yes, this is what this one was based on. That's that's one story. I mean, that's one... That's one episode... That's one... That's one show you can watch, and it's going to be at least... 70 80 percent true of this stuff happening you know, yeah they do extenuate shit. it just yeah. because of their the like their purposes for the show yeah. but they do have the base of it true but okay we okay, are guys, going to get remember, off here uh, we have our email at ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com and we are on, on instagram and twitter sorry our dogs are barking and then we are also on stitcher and itunes and spotify yeah, guys, come check us out. We're getting likes. We want to give our shout outs to everybody who's liking our stuff out there. We got District of Columbia, North Carolina, Denver, Colorado, California, Texas, Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So we're getting there, guys. We love you all. Be good. Bye.